but about two years ago, I was raped. There's a lot of anger. We're not being manly enough. There are two ideas about safe spaces. My understanding of the world changed. And I felt numb. Are you a man or a mouse? I was alone. I couldn't bring myself to say it. I was lost. All I wanted was to be able to share my experience, what was happening to me with someone. Hey everyone, welcome once again to Safe Place for Men. This is your male survivor resiliency and leadership and development coach, Thomas Edward, coming to you, of course, from Sacramento, California. All right, I wanted to chime in, of course, because today is New Year's Eve. It is the 31st of December. And, uh, yep, we're getting ready for the new year here in a couple of hours. So I just wanted to uh, chime on. You know, I was like, oh, you know what? The the time is almost here. So let me just jump on for the last day, I'm going to say, of 2020. And I know some of us are so glad to see see it go. And uh, it has definitely been an eventful year. You know, first of all, let me just give a shout out. I want to thank, of course, all all the male survivors and survivors who shared in the 30 days of our story. I have gotten so much uh, good feedback uh, on that and so many emails of just thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that project this year. And um, uh, I just I just want to say um, that's my heart. Right. And that's what I in, enjoy doing. And some of you guys just said that the um, it was just a, a stellar. It was stellar. And I just want to let you know, that's the passion. That's the passion that comes across when we're talking about helping uh, male survivors dealing with all the issues that we deal with. And so, um, you know, if that meant something, you know, for you to to listen for those 30 days, I'm so glad um, that it helped you, whatever, in some way, <clears throat> excuse me. I know that some uh, some of the people they were like, man, they were like just to listen to the stories and things. It was painful yet therapeutic, you know. And I know I get it, you know. Even like I said, as I'm, you know, listening to the stories, I'm I'm there, you know, with you. And then, uh, you know, of course, sometimes bringing up my own stuff too. But it's just it's the journey that we're on, and just to be able to to do that and put that out there and produce it in, in such a way that brings pieces of healing um, to other survivors. I I'm just so thankful and so grateful. I'm so grateful that you, that you listened. Um, it just makes me happy to know that there are men that are out there um, listening and that they're getting something from that. So thank you so much, so much for all the wonderful um, feedback on that. <clears throat> and even got, you know, quite a few questions and stuff, which is great because uh for those of you that are there, so I now I'm specifically talking to those that, you know, maybe you're starting this journey or trying to figure out where to start this this journey, and you're on. I'm going to say what we call the CP um, the CPTSD, right? So which is the complex um, post traumatic stuff that you're you're dealing with that oftentimes doesn't get covered, and I'm I'm going to talk about that a, a little bit in the, in the future. Um, Many of you guys, as you're working through things, you, you said, no, I've been discharged, whatever, by my therapist, my psychiatrist and stuff. And you're like, well, uh, so now I'm not having the flashbacks. I'm not having the night terrors, not having you know the hypervigilant stuff. But now I've got all these other things in my life because I've been using these dysfunctional coping mechanisms 
in life for all these years, and now they're just a regular part of my life, and I just don't know what to do to do with them. Okay, all right, that's where that's what I do. All right, and those are a lot of the individuals that I work with. We're dealing with those things that now have become. I always call them dysfunctional habits. Right. So they have become habits. And <clears throat> when you work with me, you'll see why we call it that. There's some things that go on in neuroscience that even they're continuing to discover where sometimes we think that we're actually making decisions. But really, we're just falling back into what we call uh, habits. Uh, so it's just interesting. But anyway, but anyway, if that's where you are, you know, as we get ready to start the, the new year, then what I want to do is I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to decide what you're going to do this this coming year, right? So it's the 31st. How are you going to change? What are you going to do to change? Maybe you're going to take a step. And the reason I'm saying that, because you guys know that the removing the fear factor, uh, male survivor virtual workshop will be coming up in February. Okay. Now for those of you that sent me questions, this is what I want to do with you. I really want to encourage you to get in touch with me and then find out if maybe removing the fear factor workshop would be for you. Okay. For those, like I said, you're, you're starting on this journey, you're trying to figure out where to start. This might be a place for you to start. I'm just going to share with you <clears throat> over the years, some of the things that we've covered in the, in the workshops and there's just so many things. That's why we have, you know, so many, but I just want to run down the list of things that survivors have shared. All right. So feeling wounded is healing possible phases of the healing process, awareness and disclosure, understanding the abuse, new skills of coping transformation to a new me, the rough spots of remembering and going deep emotion, uh, who wants to experience them? Confusion and shock about the abuse years later. Messages about masculinity, emotional abuse. Hard to admit it was my family. No sense of self, acting out sexually. Why did I wait this long? Uh, need survival strategies. Sex, trust, and caring. Uh, afraid to experience touch without arousal. Arousal. <laughs> arousal. Finding my voice. I uh, have no purpose, no vision or clarity, transference of needs, failure syndrome, imposter syndrome, um, leaving a toxic family, guilt and shame. Depression is really anger, agitation, anxiety about the future, denial of the abuse, attractions. There's something there, but I can't figure it out. Uh, when mom, dad or relatives were my perpetrator, overwhelmed by feelings, Defining what happened, myths surrounding male abuse, minimization and denial, uh, feeling attached to my abuser, compulsive behaviors, uh, letting someone love me again, brain and remembering, sexually abused in my adulthood, uh, being around male energy, other guys is scary, fragmented memory, flight, fright, freeze, frown, or fawn, that is, in the wrong order. <clears throat> now, that's a big one because we hit that. Very heavy when we're talking about defining the sexual abuse um, defines our recovery. <clears throat> what the body knows, acknowledging how it affects you today, building safe relationships, uh, becoming like an abuser um, by the way I treat my family emotionally, intimacy with sex, intimacy beyond sex, stuck in the time loop, um, 
not feeling out of place socially, uh, abuse in my spiritual life. Uh, my drinking is a symptom. My values and beliefs don't sync with my acting out. Defensive mechanisms have become dysfunctional habits. All right, we talked about that. Uh, communicating what you're feeling. In other words, you can see I can continue to go down the list. These are just the different things that we talk about and that we address at the workshops. And that's the reason I love doing the workshops, because one of the things is, is, you know, even though we have, I'm going to say a little bit of an agenda to cover, it's like, you know, from the beginning, as we're starting to do the homework and stuff, one of the things is, what is it that you want to work on? Right. And so we kind of get a consensus of several subjects that we make sure that we're going to hit during that workshop so that we can, you know, work through them. So if you're feeling sexless, if you're doing the self-sabotaging, if you're having a hard time rebuilding trust, then we make sure that we get those things in there. So, like I said, I don't know what the new year is going to bring, but I know for me, I'm already starting to work on the next project. Okay, so for you guys, that 30 days of our stories, that was one project. Also, thank you for those that purchased the book. Thank you. Uh, that goes towards, and remember, everything I do here goes towards helping other survivors, right, that may not be or have whatever the financial means, whatever. And so that's what it's used to help more and more survivors. So thank you for those guys that did that uh, and purchased the book. But I'm just, you know, on this on this last day, whatever of the year, I don't, I don't know. I just want to encourage you. I just want you to know, like I've said so many times out there, that there's hope, um, but you've got to take that step forward, right? The potential is there, but you've got to do something in order to get the kinetic energy flowing. All right. Here's another thing I just want to drop off. This is, I guess you could kind of call this is the end of the year dump <laughs> that we're just, but whatever, whatever comes to, to mind. So one of the things um, you guys, after going through the 30 days of our story, I was getting quite a few emails and emails, of course, like we said, talking about um, using coping mechanisms, those different type of things, um, sexual confusion, identity, orientation, all those different type of things. So I want to give kind of shout out or advice to those that are working with male survivors. And I'm going to say, I'm going to kind of call maybe this portion of it looking through, um, I'm going to say a gendered lens. This is, this is really important. So if there are any, you know, therapists, counselors, other coaches out there, mental health practitioners, and you're working with male survivors of sexual abuse, I just, I'm just dropping this. Okay. You can say whatever anecdotally you say, Oh, you know, Thomas, you don't have whatever you're you're researching. You haven't hooked people up to (laughs) the, the little electrodes or whatever. I'm just giving you this, like I said, from a practical anecdotal perspective, of working with survivors, it will be coming up on 20 years uh, here. And when we're talking about looking at it through a gendered lens, oftentimes those that are helping survivors, if you are working with men, you've got to be prepared to look at the adult male survivors experience in a different light than that of a female survivor. Okay. This is please. If, if you are working, please hear me with this and please Please take this to heart. 
So when working with um, sexual abuse survivors, it's important to remember, of course, that no two cases are exactly alike. Okay, so that's the, the first thing. Now, although there are some, you know, similarities that can can help the mental health practitioner, they can help the therapist, the counselor, the coach, whatever, to prepare, to prepare, maybe kind of, you know, train and work with these clients, us, the clients. It's still a mistake to lump male and female experience together because they are unique in their own right. I just remember I used to, um, you know, in some of my classes and my psych classes and, you know, when we talk about some of these different things and I would bring this up, you know, to some of the professors and things that I was talking with. And um, I don't know, maybe there's like, well, you know, you haven't got your degree yet. So maybe, you know, they didn't give credence to what I was saying, but I'm just saying I'm sharing this from the perspective of I'm already out there coaching and working with male survivors and I'm one and I'm just sharing with you what I am experiencing. Right. So, um, one of the mistakes is that we lump male and female experience together. Not saying that, you know, um, there are some similarities like when we talk about abuse, but there are uniqueness. There's a uniqueness in their own right. So, you know, over the years, when we think about sexual victimization, it has often become, I'm going to say characterized as a woman's or a female's issue. And what I see is that many still, even today, aren't adequately prepared to to work with adult male survivors. And I'm going to say as more of a start to emerge from the silence and, and struggling to overcome the sexual abuse from our past. Uh, and that's because even today, and I know because I was in the system, still today, even most clinicians, they're trained to work with women and children. And that's just because that's just always been the focus of sexual abuse. OK, it's like one of the things I've I've heard, you know, over this these past 30 days and doing that guys just coming just out, just saying they f- they feel so isolated. And even though they do have a therapist, they do have a psychiatrist to say they're feeling isolated because, like you said, once again, they feel like those that are working with them aren't prepared to deal with them, I'm going to say, from a male perspective. Okay, so I'm just just putting this out there. So here's the thing. What I've noticed, and I'm going to say even when I was working on my degree in psychology, uh, we're, we're educated on how to help, I'm going to say, the boy. But we're not trained to work with the boy who becomes a man. And that's one of the things that I have noticed. And of course, that's one of the reasons I do the coaching that I do. So we talk about sexual violence and we know that trauma, I'm going to say trauma is fairly universal. So that's regardless of culture, that's regardless of gender. But because our gender defines much of who we are and the roots, you know, of us and our upbringings, how we were raised, we do require a gender lens to engage with male survivors. Okay, so that's if you're working on I'm just sharing with you from my heart why this is really important. So in other words, if you are working I'm with male survivors, I'm just asking you to be prepared to look at the male experience in a different light from that in which they are viewed. I'm going to say in the, the female experience. And, you know, there are there are notable differences that must be addressed when we're dealing with male clients, when we're working with male clients. 
And of course, one involves masculine gender socialization. Okay, so uh, we're all socialized to believe that men are resilient, you know, we're self-sufficient, confident, all these different type of things. Um, We're led to believe that men are not victims and that men don't turn down sex, right? That they're in charge of sex. Okay, that's the lens when we're talking about the gender lens that's being looked through. And so all of these things, what they do is they really make it difficult for us as men to actually acknowledge that we've been victimized. And so um, what we'll often do sometimes, even as men, as male survivors, we'll even rewrite the history, okay, our our abuse, whatever history, and and say that we were the one who was in charge of the situation or, you know, say, oh, you know, it really didn't affect us. It didn't really bother us that much. So we're trying to rewrite it, trying to reframe reframe it because we're trying to fit it, like I said, within that masculine gender socialization, the way that we've been socialized. And so these factors really make it difficult for us as men to open up about our experiences in the first place. Okay. Now, if that's not enough, and that's why I said we're looking at this through a gendered lens, so coupled now with the fact that as men, we're, we are socialized to not really verbalize our emotions. Okay. So that's going to be a, a even bigger challenge to try and get someone to talk about this and knowing that there's a lot of emotions uh, around this. And that's why I oftentimes when guys come to, to the workshops and, and we're there and I'll say, well, hey, look, dude, I say, you've been going to your psychiatrist. You've been going to your therapist five, seven years and you never shared this, this piece or this part. Right. And they'll share with me coming up with these different type of things because we've been socialized. Right. Yeah. But, you know, but if I were to share this or share this or or show anything of emotion, then it would mean that I'm weak. Okay, And so those ideas oftentimes, even though they may not be spoken, we call them codes that they are entrenched, I'm going to say, within our psyche. Okay, now. Think about this, like I said, masculine genderless socialization. So just think about if the perpetrator was a woman. Now, you guys heard the stories uh, of many of us on the 30 days of our story, right? And so you guys heard me talk about, yeah, my abuse, uh, part of my abuse was dealt out by a female. And I shared, you know, with you guys, you know, the torture and stuff that the person took me through, burning me, cutting me. And here I am, uh, a little kid. And I'm sitting up here worried about if I'm going to get this person pregnant. Okay. So there's just differences when we're talking about looking at through a, through a gendered lens. Okay. And that's not even thinking about from the perspective that we might even be less willing to admit if the sexual abuse took place with a female. Okay. Because in the world of, like I said, masculine gender socialization, this is supposed to be your prize your trophy your you know right rite of passage and but the reality is it is it's abuse okay or um you know frequently guys when we start this journey um because of other things that are related um i notice that oftentimes when guys start working with me and uh, usually when they come in 
and they start talking. It's usually not about the sexual abuse versus some other type of issue. So, oh, they're struggling with whatever, with sex in their marriage or, or something like that. And then when we get down to underneath, we started finding out, oh, well, there's sexual abuse past in the past. And so that's actually affecting or maybe that's really the root cause or the issue. And so if you are working with male survivors, like I said, I'm just I'm just trying to help you to realize that there is a gender lens that you really have to be cognizant of that's going to make it possibly difficult for the ones that you're working with maybe to, to come to come forward. Um, I think another one of the key differences um, between at least male and female experience comes down to confusion, confusion over sexual orientation. And I got so many of those emails that you guys were talking about that. And that's one of the reasons I really want to encourage you um, to do the workshop, right? Um, And the reason I want to encourage you to to do the workshop, because when we're talking about issues like that, it's hard for me to just (laughs) over, I'm going to say over email for us really to dive into that. And I believe that's one of the things if you're going to if you're going to do that, we're going to work through some of those things and talk about those things. One of the best places I've noticed, I'm going to say over the 20 years is in community, because there's just something about all of us being there and talking about and say, yep, that's an issue, whatever that ideal that just makes it easier to work through. But that's a real big key when we're talking about this, and that's because of the physical makeup and anatomy of men, male, it's different. And so the victim, right, may have become aroused, may have had an erection, whatever, during the experience, even if it was uncomfortable, even if you're an unwilling participant. But then once again, because of that masculine gender socialization, we're going to have more that we're going to have to deal with and to work through. And so then just think about for those where the perpetrator actually used that against their victim, making them think that because they were aroused, that it was their fault or because they were aroused, that they liked it, that they asked for it. Okay. And so when you've got that male to male abuse and we're talking about that, that really comes in and messes with the whole idea of sexual identity, orientation, confusion, all these different type of things. And I'm going to say, especially for a lot of the young individuals, um, that are working through these things. So why am I just throwing all this out there? Like I said, this is kind of our, <laughs> our new year's Eve dump, whatever. I guess the, the overall thing is, I just want to say, if you're working with male survivors, whoever you are, just please realize and understand that's to look at it also through a gender lens. In other words, don't forget about that piece or that component, um, because that has a lot to do with it. All right, guys. Um, wow, man, this year, just so much. All right, so what are we hoping for the the new year? Well, I, I know I'm hoping that the vaccine that's going around, that we'll get the vaccine, and uh, after everyone gets the vaccine, we'll be able to go back to our um doing our workshops live together. I mean, we still do them live over the, over the um, zoom, but there's just something about, well, I know what it is and it's a neuroscience thing. Um, 
about being in the same place and having the serotonin, the oxytocin and the dopamine and all those different type of things that are being released there. Okay. So the bonding, you know, hormones, all those different type of things, uh, are just, it's just different when you're there face to face. But that's one of the things I'm hoping for that for 2021, that we will be able to get back, uh, to that, uh, you know, what are your hopes? What are your dreams for 2021? You guys already know mine. Uh, you know that I want that 510 acre <laughs> uh, survivor retreat, right? Uh, so I'm still putting it out there because you never know. There might be an angel out there listening, angel investor or whatever, like, hey, I, I'm with you. Let's let's jump on it and let's let's do that. So that would be um, great. But like I said, I am working on a another project for next year, male survivor project. Uh, this one's kind of big, so this one's going to take me quite a while to do, but I'm hoping that once I finish uh, this next one that it will be even, an even bigger um, resource and stuff for um, for male survivors. Uh, so I'm putting it out there. Let's see, what else am I putting out into the universe for 2021? You know what, this, I'm putting this out there into the to the universe too, so... We'll get back. We'll be doing the workshops, and I'm going to say that um, all the workshops will be full. I'm putting it out there, putting it out there in in the universe, and I'm just uh, hoping that my male survivor family will continue to grow. Um, yeah, there's nothing like yeah like that family, that male survivor family, and then getting to see you guys face to face and. Uh, so shout out, uh, Michael, uh, shout out to you up there in uh, the big BC above us here of North America. Love you. Shout out to Scotty there. Thank you so much, um, Scotty. Um, shout out to hopefully Mr. Dale out there. Uh, just shout out to, to all you guys. Um, thank you so much for allowing me to be part of your life uh, Thank you for being on this journey with me. And, um, you know, I'm just praying that 2021 will bring us even closer together. And 2021 will continue to expand our family. All right, guys. So remember, as we always say here, make sure that you're safe. Remember that you were loved. I know that L-O-V-E word is kind of hard when we're dealing with the sexual abuse, but realize there's just someone on the other end of this microphone who cares of, who cares about you and that there is someone who loves you. If you're out there and you're just thinking, man, I don't know if I can make it one more day dealing with this stuff, I just want to encourage you, hang on for one more day because you just never know what tomorrow is going to bring. And that's the only reason I can even say that to you today. And that's because when I was just about to give up, to give in, and just hung on for one more day, that next day started to bring, I'm going to say, healing for me. And that might be for you. And maybe that means that you just need to send that email, like those of you that are sending emails or um, even contacting me through the chat on the, on the website. Maybe that can be the beginning of your healing. So hang in there because you just don't know what's coming next. All right, guys. Love you. <laughs>